Arsene Wenger, Arsenal manager. Oh, no, no, Arsene Wenger. Remember Arsene Wenger? Whatever. Here's who's next fucking uh, Liverpool's fucking coach, Liver Wenger. Who's next? Man, you Wenger? Why you? Hey, Arsene, why do you have the same name as the club? What's going on? Uh, how are you doing, though? You well? You well? You well? Have you ever loved? I'm live from the car. I'm sitting in my fucking car again. I had to leave the office, the home office, the the shed, because it was reminding me of all the, the list of to-dos. I got a list of to-dos longer than my languor, man, and I'm not doing them. So I had to leave the room that I was in because it was getting me down big time. This car, this car is full of nothing but potential. This car, the energy in this car. I feel like I'm in American graffiti. I'm a young, hot, dumb, full of cum teenager just driving around cruising cruising for a shag <laughs> whatever whatever i'm just a full of potential in this car you know unlike that studio the office the shed the shed's making me feel all the things i'm not doing this car makes me think of all the things i could do like drive somewhere get a mcdonald's takeaway somewhere you know do you know what i'm talking about i think you know exactly what i'm talking about you dirty fucking anyway. how are you doing you well you good you well I'm recording this live from my car, my in my fucking car again. Um, I was I started to record in my shed, but then my list of to dos it just went to my head. It was getting me down, start to make my frown, and I'm recording in my car again. So I'm recording the car. Front garden, by the way, bad, bad, bad decision. Bad decision. Because uh, a lot of people now, you know, beforehand people are like, oh, what's this guy doing recording in his car? Probably some weird nonce or whatever. But now they're like, now they're like, oh, what's your man? Your man there in number so-and-so, so-and-so is recording in his car. It looks like a fucking animal, you know, creep. Um, My kids play on this street and he's recording in his car. You know, like, excuse me, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm your neighbor. What are you doing? I'm in my property. You are not allowed to stop me recording in my own property. Um, oh, I tell you, I would love, I'd love next time. This is just a mood I'm in. I'm not in a good mood today. I'd love to, I want to go on the Lewis and not pay and then get caught and then record the people. Record your man. Excuse me, do not, do not resort to force. Get your hands off me. Get your... And then I'd flip on. I am, I am conducting a citizen's arrest on you. I know I didn't pay. I know I paid a child's ticket to get on the Lewis, but you touched my arm. So now I'm doing a citizen's arrest on you. Give me that. Now give me your bib. I'm security now. I'm security now. And you have to give me the bib. You know, that's the kind of mood I'm in. You know, I want to fucking two days off the demon vape. I d- had done five days before, but I tell you, I fucking love vaping. It goes, it goes praise, getting praise, number one, vaping, number two, and then my kids. 
at the moment. <laughs> Va- praise. Uh, taking a good hard vape, and then you know, my kids. I didn't need to. I didn't need to confirm that yet again. But there you are. There you are. I just. I oh, I love a good puff. I tell you, I love a good puff. I love it. I I just love the feel of a lost Mary vape in my love. I'm a hand. It feels like a pebble you might throw on Don, Dolly Mount Strand. You know, you get a nice pebble in your hand. It's got a great weight to it, the lost Mary, and it's got a little pipette. It's got a little, it's got a little teat on it, and it calls to me, it does. It calls to me, it says, give us a wee little suck. Oh, would you not give us a wee little suck? And then I give it a little puff. And it tastes of pink lemonade is my favourite of the flavours. There's lots of flavours you can get, but pink lemonade is my favourite of the flavours. <laughs> I love it so much, and I'm two days off the fucking stuff. But no, the biggest thing was yesterday I was feeling a bit anxious, and I was in the shop. And I was like, here, this is your fucking... I, I, I always get anxious. I got gigs coming up. Ivy Gardens, right, is this week. And I'm anxious because that's coming up. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. These butterflies, these gorgeous little butterflies are just telling you you're happy. They're just telling you you're happy, Tony. They're just telling you you're excited. And not that you're going to shit yourself and die. That's I know it can be so confusing. There's two feelings within you, right? You either feel like you're going to shit yourself or die. Or it's excitement. And sometimes it's hard to know which switch. Um, but no, I, I tell you, when it's if it's a week of gigs that I'm looking forward to or that are big, I'm a fucking demon. I'm a monster. You know, I'm just a. Now, what's great about the kids is they do not accept a husk of a father. You know, Terry used to have to put up with a husk of a partner and lover. You know, in the weeks leading up to a gig, he's kind of left left alone. Wanting to be left alone, but cuddled at the same time. Leave me alone, but hold me, hold me, but leave me alone. You know, but the kids don't. That doesn't fly. They're like, "Hey, you're a Superman, and I'm a green Superman, and we're playing a fucking game right now. I need you to get your fucking head into this, all right? Focus, right? You've got laser eyes. I've got green laser eyes. Are we playing this or not? Hey, wake up! You know." So it's handy to have that, you know? You don't get any fucking pre-show molly coddles from the young flesh, you know what I mean? Which is great. Um, But, um, but yeah, I was feeling anxious about everything uh, yesterday. I was in the shop and I'm like, I'm either, this is either buying, I'm either buying a too strong IPA, double IPA, a vape or some cheese. And thank God I went with the cheese. Thank God I went with the cheese. You know, could have been a different story. Could have been a different story altogether this morning. Had I not gone with the cheese. So I'm still two days off the demon vape, thank God. You know, but I tell you, they're so genius, those Lost Marys. Everything, everything's looking like a, a suckable little spout to me right now. Even I'm looking at a fucking wheelie bin now. I'd love to just put a fucking, put my, wrap my fucking lips around it and give it a, you know, see what kind of hit I can get off of. Hmm. Anyway, look, how are you doing? I, I Look, I'm sorry, but I hope you're doing well. Um, I'm I'm back at the gym. And I feel good after I go to the gym. Boring, boring, boring. Endorphins, boring. No shit, no shit. Know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. No shit. 
Oh, well, how do you how are you feeling? Feeling good. Why did you sleep? Yes. Did you go to the gym today? Yes. Were you more productive today? Yeah. Shut up, shut up. Do you know what I mean? But um went out to Blanche there yesterday, Blanche Town. What a magical place. What a magical place. Uh the Blanchestown shopping centre, whatever it is. What a stunning uh building. It's got everything out there. We were coming back from Kilkenny, we were visiting my old lad, and um, I want we want to go to the Leisureplex. So I've been to with the greatest respect of the fine people at Tala. Not I'm too impressed with your Leisureplex, but I did shoot a sketch with Darren and Joe out in the Blanche one, and it's absolutely marvelous out there. Well, you'd move out to Blanche, you'd move out to Blanche for that whole thing. I mean, a good fucking mall. That's what I grew up in. I didn't grow up going for hikes or anything like that. I grew up going to like fucking Jervis Street, you know, going to Jervis Shopping Centre, going to the Ilac. You know, going to Stevens Green. That the these were my sugar loaf. You know, these were my tick knock. You know, so um, going out to I had a wonderful time. Terry doesn't like Terry's not too. Terry would not wouldn't 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 be your ideal Saturday hanging out in a in a in a shopping center. You know, for me it would be. I actively seek out shopping centers while I'm away. You know, um, El Corte Inglés, for example. In Spain, you know, I love all that. I might not even buy it. I just like walking around shopping centers. I feel cool. I feel calm. I go into a Starbucks. Hit me up with the chains. Hit me up with the fucking chains. You know? Let me get a, you know, a, let me get essentially a fucking cake of a coffee, you know, with ice cream on it. And I walk around acting like I'm a fucking go-getter, like I'm a businessman, walking around with a fucking ice cream Sunday, pretending that it's a coffee, you know? So the fine people of Blanche, um, I will be coming out there sometime. Hopefully next year, be doing the old Drioct out there in Blanche. So um, I'll I'll be coming home. I'll be coming home. It's all kicking off out there in Blanche. You're very lucky to have that place, I have to say. Um, but um, it wasn't the best kind of shopping experience. Me and Terry were kind of a bit of a fog, kind of being a bit short with each other. All you know, not much sleep. You know, just not communicating. Kind of like one's a lighthouse and one is a ship. And there's a lot of fog happening, you know. I'm trying to give it the big smiley light. Big spinny smiley light, you know. But she's all like, like a ship out at sea. And we're just not communicating to each other, you know. A lot of fog and a lot of fog and very annoying voices in between. With the greatest respect to my darling boy. You know. I kind of, um, I'm going to spoil him a little bit with the stories. He's kind of getting very... Getting very editory with some of the stories, you know. I'm telling him amazing stories. I'm telling him stories about how, you know, you know, he wants like give me a story about the turtles, and I'm telling him amazing tor- story about the turtles, and I'm picking random animal out of the zoo, and I was like, there was a zebra, and he started eating all the ooze, so then he turned into a gangster, and he was go, he went by the name Pinstripe. And he's like, yeah, give me the turtles. I got a Tommy gun, you know. I thought that was genius. A gangster zebra called Pinstripe. After he's experienced some of the use. Just give me an animal and give me a kind of gimmick, you know? It's just like making up your own wrestlers with animals, you know? And um, so I was telling him this story. And he's like, and where do I come in the story? And then I come in with my uh, my surfboard, my flying surfboard. And I'm like, you're kind of like deus ex machina these, in your, these stories. You know what I mean? No one knew you were out. No one knew you were going to come in with the surfboard and save the day. It's not as satisfying for that to be the end, you know? 
but he's having custom stories of his favorite characters who he then is better than in the story. And I think I've created a monster here. I've created a monster, you know? I mean, in terms of pure dopamine entertainment, is there anything like that? A story and then he's his fucking savior and saving the day? I need to kind of manage his expectations about life, you know, from one main character to another, you know? This is a dodgy road. Do you know what I mean? This is a dodgy road. And I'm creating him as a main character now already, so I need to fucking, you know, just be a little bit careful, a bit more mindful. It's not a crisis. He's only three, you know? Not a crisis. But um, my kind of hope is that he is too young for all this stuff. Turtles, Star Wars, all that crap. But I kind of feel like if I, not that I show him it, but allow him to experience it, that, you know, by the time he's a teen, he'll have, like, really refined taste. You know, like you, like you listen to McFly or Busted, and then that leads you to Blink-182, and then before you know it, you're listening to fucking The Descendants or Refused or something like that, and you're like, ooh, kind of a bit cringe how I got into Refused, you know, The Shape of Punk to Come from McFly. Uh, but here we are, you know. And hopefully you're not too big of a fucking snob that you can still appreciate McFly and Refused at the same time without cringing, do you know what I mean? So I'm kind of hoping that he, he gets into all this IP now Gets it out of his system while eight-year-olds are going fucking mad about the tur- turtles. He's like, yeah, of course I like the turtles, but I also like, you know, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub manga, you know, and uh, some of this fucking indie comic that no one's heard of. And he's got really refined taste and reads books. Probably not what's going to happen because th- what these things are are, you know, um, you know, multi-billion dollar dopamine machines. You know what I mean? That's all they are. So once I kind of have him hooked, he's probably hooked for life. So that's probably... Ah, anyway, look, we don't need to think about that too much. It's my own little own internal. Speaking of fucking dopamine, I'm in... I'm Look, I have gigs coming up. I've said this, right? I've got gigs coming up, so I'm kind of devoid. It's almost like my brain is saying, you've got gigs coming up, you're going to be funny at these gigs. So don't be fucking funny now and actually be miserable now. You know? It's like Donald Trump has this belief that, you know, you've got a certain amount of uh, heartbeats in your lifetime, so he refuses to exercise because he doesn't want to use them up. Um... So I know this isn't the case, and I'm not consciously doing this, but it's almost as if my brain is like, well, you better not be fucking laughing. Don't laugh now. You won't be laughing later on. Yeah, I'll give you something to laugh about. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, I, I was being a bit negative there last week, and I had this really amazing thing happen. Well, not a, you know, I'm bigging it up too much. It was just very sweet. I was moaning about something. Me and Terry were watching something, and I was just moaning. And I was moaning about... We were watching this this movie showing up with Michelle Williams, the white Michelle Williams, um, to quote Orange is the New Black. Uh, Michelle Williams, uh, you know, from Dawson's Creek. She plays this, like, sculptor um, in this movie. And I found it very boring. And I know a lot of people put it in, like, their top ten list of the year as a movie. It's just about this artist. And we turned it off because it just wasn't... For our precious 90 minutes... Sure, it's great. Sure, people love it. You know, Terry knows. Terry knows she went to NCAD, so it's like, all right, it's got like seeing people. You know, seeing seeing people's process. She's like, you know, seen it, mate, completed it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't enough of a hook for me to stay enthralled with. And there was, it was just very low, low mood, not much happening, low stakes, but a woman just working away in her sculptures. Um, but anyway, we were watching the flick, and Terry was like. You know, you would have loved uh, art college. You would have loved NCAD. I'd say you would have got a real kick out of it, you know. I mean, I'd say you would have shown up half the time and you probably would have been stoned the whole time, but you probably would have really enjoyed it. 
it being around. And I was like, yeah, I would have. I really wanted to be around artists, you know. I wanted to be a kind of comic book artist when I was a kid. And I used to draw comics all day. Like, literally even into, like, fifth year. Where I'm really meant to be fucking paying attention, you know. Sixth year drawing fucking comics. And I'm really supposed to be paying attention. Um, me and Lorcan Clancy would draw comics every, all day, every day. Pass them back and forth. We would, like, draw our own superheroes. Uh, like, just naff, funny stories. We would draw what we think happens when the teacher who's teaching us at that particular time goes home to their flat. What do you think it's like? We would draw, like, <laughs> draw, we just draw this one teacher just, like, crying and wanking. And we would just draw more pictures of him crying and wanking and just put stupid posters of all his references that he would say up on the wall. And I remember one time he picked it up, picked up the comic that was him at home wanking and crying. And it looked really good, looked really like him. And all the bands that he loved, that he always referenced, where there was posters on the wall. And he picked that up. And thank God he picked it up on the other side of the paper. That was on the back. And he was basically holding that up to my face. When, because on the other side, it was just like Edward Scissorcock, right? And it was just, you know, a guy with cocks for, his, cocks for hands, you know? And he's like, what the fuck is this? Come on. And just put it back down the table. Little did, had he turned that page over, it would have absolutely demolished him. Because I know it would have demolished me. Him there with eating, overeating and wanking and crying. Because he was, and I would just wrote in a, in a little speech bubble, I'm so alone. <laughs> I'm so alone, it said, you know. Um, and had he seen that comic, it would have fucking floored him. He would have thrown himself out the window, you know. Let alone me in trouble for him, for the sake of him. So anyway, we'd be drawing comics all day, but we didn't have an art. There was no art module. There was no art didn't have art in fifth and sixth year, and I said, and there was no music. Didn't have music because uh, there wasn't enough students to do it in each year. There just was no interest, so I didn't get to do any of those things. And I said to Terry, and I was like, do you know what? I'm realizing now, in secondary school and college, I don't think I've ever learned a single thing that I've been interested in. I don't think I've ever. Want looked forward to a class because I want to know more. I don't think I've ever enjoyed any module or any any homework or any project that I have ever done. Every single thing has not been a, an interest of mine. And there was two things there. You know, I didn't even do fucking history because they were like, oh no, do economics. It's an easy A. What about my life? Like, what about my fucking fi- sixty hours a week, including homework that I'm going to be fucking thinking about this shite? You know, I've one diagram of a fucking oxbow lake in my head. I have a prof. I have I have supply and demand and a forty-five degree angle, and that's it from economics. And I can't tell you anything about the fucking civil war. You know, the Irish civil war. I can't tell you anything about Countess fucking Markovich, right? I can't tell you anything about. I can't tell you anything about how World War One started. I can't tell you any of this shit. You know. I don't know anything about a Prussian. I don't know what a Prussian is, bruv. I don't know what a Prussian is. I would have been interested in that. I could have bullshit. I could have bullshit. I'm a professional bullshitter. I could have bullshitted my way to a B in history. But instead I'm drawing a fucking oxbow lake. Freestyle action. I've never once studied in anything I have had an interest in. And that is a huge priority of mine for my kids. That they have that, you know. So I didn't explore anything. There was no exploration. It was just fucking dragging myself through the mud every fucking step of the way when it came to education, you know? Did drama, 
loved it, S- you know, skipped towards it, wrote a play in in, uh, in in transition year, loved all that. Did that make up my final grade? No. It was nothing to do with it. And if, if anything, I had to quit it so I could draw more fucking oxbow lakes when I was in sixth year. And then I quit in sixth year and they gave a special fucking prize. Greatest respect to him, Shane Began. To Shane Began for his contribution to drama over the years, even though I had starred in every single fucking play. I had starred in every single play from when they founded the Drama Society in secondary school. But because I had to quit in sixth year to focus on my leave insert to give it to Shane Began. I was so annoyed I didn't get an award. I deserved a fucking award. I was the star. I wrote plays. But because I left, I gave it to, with the greatest respect, Shane Began. You know, anyway, I'm, 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 I didn't, this, was not, this was not intended to be a rant about my secondary school. But I said that to Terry. I was like, I've never learned anything that I've, been, that I've enjoyed. And she's like, that's just sad. It's like, that's just sad. It's exactly what I wanted her to say. That is just sad. That is sad. I'm fucking, you know, whipping myself in the back with a fucking cat and nine tails. Being, yes, that is sad. More. Feed me more. Misery. I got a gig in a couple of weeks. Feed me more of this. Feel sorry for me, everyone, you know. Um. Anyway, next day, I have some of Terry's family over and there's kids running around and everything. It's lovely and just making pizzas. Got the pizza oven out the back. I rigged a bit of a tarp so that I can have a bit of a makeshift cover for the thing, you know. Proper dad shit, right? Having a good time. And then we're chatting away. The kids are, have eaten their pizza. They're like playing, building Lego or whatever. And, you know. So then we start talking about schools because their kids um, are a little bit older and they're like looking at schools and stuff like that now. And, you know, we were talking about what subjects they might want to do and, you know, what, what if maybe some school doesn't have that or a strong department for that, that you might have to look for other schools. You know, if you really want to be conscious about the whole thing, you know, about where their strengths are, you know, you might have to at some point pivot to a different school. Born parent shit, right? Born parent shit. But I got to drop my fucking unreal soundbite. I was like, yeah, I never actually, never actually learned that, that I enjoyed, you know? Tiny fuck, give me your tiny fiddles. Give me your tiny fiddles. Do you have any tiddles or tiny fiddles? Right? Looking for sympathy again. Because I do genuinely, like I don't, I, I had no trauma, but I have a real stick up my fucking arse about the fact that I didn't get to do art and music, if you can't fucking tell, right? I got a real stick up my arse about this. I keep thinking, and I kind of do think that there could have been, I could have got to comedy quicker, or I could have got to the place I was going 10 years, 10 years quicker, maybe even 15 years quicker. For some reason, I hinge these two subjects that I did have in secondary school on this. Totally irrational, but it's easy sometimes just to blame these things in hindsight, right? So I was like, yeah, you know, we didn't have art and didn't have music. But then Terry's brother was like, wow, that's incredible. So you actually, you're a comedian who does music and you didn't actually even get to do that. So you kind of taught that yourself. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, oh, if I'd gotten that, you know, where would I be? But like, no, but that's incredible. You were able to do that without actually learning any of it. And it just made me realize, that like, I, I don't have the full picture of me, right? He looks at me and he's like, oh, this is just a, he's a comedian. And he's like, wow, look, he's doing music. And he taught it that himself. But I'm looking at me thinking, like, oh, I'm the, here's the incomplete version. The perpetually incomplete version. Because I didn't have a fucking, I didn't have a sub teacher who couldn't be arsed teaching me scales. A C scale, you know, a major minor scale, you know, in, in secondary school. Because I didn't get that class, I'm an incomplete. And, I'm, and I realize I'm fucking carrying this shit. 
but he doesn't see me that way. And most people don't see me as some incomplete version of, you know. And it just made me realize that there's a complete disconnect a lot of the time with how <laughs> I view myself and how other people view myself. Because Terry would be the same, being like, I can't believe you were able to do that and you didn't have these things or learn these things or you went to fucking, you know, college for... I'm not fucking... Harry's getting in here being like, you're fucking bigging yourself up now. But I'm not. I'm just saying there's a disconnect between how you can sometimes view yourself and how people around you can view you. And you might actually need to give over to the opinions of others sometimes. Especially when it's positive. Actually, no, I'll say exclusively when it's positive. And then just before they were leaving, um, we got chatting about sport. And I hate, I hated sport. I never did sport. I would constantly forget my PE gear. And I've always viewed that as a as a hindrance, as some sort of like, um, you know, one of, of my two Sisyphean, you know, boulders that I, I'm, I'm fucking chained to. <laughs> one is that I didn't do art and music in secondary school. And the other is that I didn't do any sport, you know, or that I wasn't sporty. I was never on a team. And I walk around like these are fucking like these are weights. And then they were talking. We were talking about sport, and uh, my sister-in-law was like, "Oh well, you know, our you know our kid doesn't really like sport, you know. So what did you do? So like maybe I can give him advice." And I'm like, "You're asking me advice about not doing sport?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, like you know, you're seem pretty confident. You seem to have navigated it all right." And I'm like, again, like I I look at me as like the incomplete version of me because I didn't do sport. And she's looking at me being like, how can I get my son to be more like you? And it was fucking, you know, we don't, we don't fully get the full picture by what we tell ourselves. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, but that was a very cute and sweet uh, reminder that we don't always have the full picture of ourselves. You know, what other, what other fucking boulders do I have strapped to my legs that other people might view uh, as either unimportant or in some cases even fucking strengths. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, while we're feeling introspective, I was sent a list of 50 questions that will free your mind. Um, sent to me um, by Ben Clifford, uh, researcher and associate producer to the stars. Um, I will right, pick a random one here. <laughs> oh, here we go. Are you holding on to something you need to let go of? No. No. Yes, I mean, obviously, yeah, this fucking music and art thing. Although I will say this, right? You listen back to this pod, I'm very fucking, you know, trendy or whatever. And, you know, uh, fluid with whatever my light uh, childhood (laughs) dramas are. You know what I mean? I'm very fucking light and fluid with them. I flip-flop all the time about whatever it is. You know, one week it's I didn't get to do art or music in secondary school, right? And in other times it's fucking... uh, I got called fat in front of a, girl, a bunch of girls that I fancy. And then I tried to light this kid's saddle on fire. And then he kicked the shit out of me in front of the girls. You know? It flip-flops, really, between loads of things. Could be anything. You know? Um, It could be, you know... Um, I mean, I'm not fucking listening to my fucking things. I'm just saying, do you know what I mean? I flip-flop between whatever the more important one is. You know? That's why I can't seem to hold a... Keep a, a therapist, because... I keep kind of starting. It's like, I feel like it's a copybook page with a therapist. I'm like, all right, it's the fresh page. Day one, my traumas, (laughs) you know? And I don't want to mess up the handwriting because this is the first page. And then all of a sudden, it starts getting all muddied. And then I'm like, I'm not really clear about what I'm saying here. Ah, I'm going to a new therapist. I'm just going to get a new copybook. Actually, believe it or not, walking around today, 
and I was in a bit I was a bit anxious. Um, I'm fine, by the way. I'm totally fine, and this is totally normal, and I'm totally okay. And I, I, I love that I have this podcast, and I just get to say these things candidly that I would never say to anyone else, right? And I'm totally fine. I'm, 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 I'm going to go in now and have some dinner with my lovely family. You know, uh, everything's good. I'm delighted with everything. I'm really looking forward to all the gigs I have coming up, right? Um, so if I'm saying saying that I'm just anxious, I just I get a bit nervy before gigs, and then I have. <laughs> dark thoughts but it's part of the process it's fine I've learned, learned to live with it my wife's learned to live with it my kids have not learned to live with it which is the best possible thing for me right gets me out of my shell but um, I was feeling today I was walking around town a little bit and I'm like I'm fucking I'm, I got a to-do list as long as my fucking langer here I need to be doing stuff and I walked into a stationery shop and I got the biggest fucking pucka pad that they sold 500 pages 500 fucking pages and I got a big pen with the thickest with the thickest uh, nib on it one whole fucking millimeter right uniball right and I was like this is it this puck pad is going to solve everything so literally whether it's a therapist or whether it is an actual journal I'm going to write on the first page and then when it gets muddied I'm probably going to fucking tear the page out and go buy a different puck pad you know um all right, what else? Um, has your greatest fear ever come true? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I have it all the time about, like, I'm going to go out on stage and I'm not going to know what I'm going to say. And then I go out on stage and I forget what I'm going to say. And then I either say the thing I was going to say or I say something else and it's funny. So it's actually bullshit, you know? Um, do you remember a time five years ago when you were extremely upset, and does it really matter now? Actually, I do remember. I got sacked from the job, and we were looking to get a mortgage, me and Terry. And I got sacked from this job um, because I was working remotely. This is before working from home was a big thing. And I was working remotely, and I just couldn't. I, I just feed off other people, you know. I cannot, unless it's me making something or doing the podcast or something like that. Um, if it's like task-based things, ticking things off. I need the energy of other people to like get back to a load of emails. You know, emails I'll easily let slip for like a week. I need to be in an environment where other people are sending a lot of emails for me to send emails and text people and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, I got sacked. But they ended up paying me a redundancy. And I was like, all right, well, I've talked about this before. With the redundancy, I kind of that fueled the first three months of doing comedy full time. And then that was five years ago and I haven't looked back. But at the time, I was absolutely um, devastated. And I thought, oh, here we go again. This has been two times now I've been sacked from a job when me and Terry were on the cusp of, you know, about to apply to banks for a mortgage. And this is now the second time that I've not been able to go in with a wage, you know. And then also having the thing that even if I am starting comedy, it's going to be three years at least until we can even look at this and have the accounts and are those, and you know. And it was a big job. It was probably, I still have yet to make the money um, in comedy that I made in this job in sales you know um but does it matter now no it was the ba- actually the best thing that ever happened and we ended up getting the mortgage and i'm actually in the fucking drive of that gaff right now you know you're yeah, i'm gonna leave it there on a positive note and i want to thank you and i here 
I do have gigs that I'm very much looking forward to coming up. The 27th, 28th, 29th in Ivy Gardens at the Paddy Power Comedy Festival. There's some really great lineups. There's limited tickets available. Some of them might even be sold out. But if you can grab a ticket, it'll be a lot of fun. Some great gigs happening there. Also, on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of September, this is the big one. Tony Cantwell's sketch show. I'm returning to my first love of sketches, of videos, of silly characters, of monologues. It won't be me. It won't be me doing stand-up. And it'll be a whole brand new hour that you haven't seen before at uh, Smock Alley on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of September as part of the Dublin Fringe. And then I'll be announcing some big gigs likely in the new year. Uh, I've got a live Get Up To Fuck happening at the Puka Festival in Trim with my good friend Shane Daniel Byrne, me and him, and a whole cast of crazy characters, the ones you know and love, will also be joining us on stage um, as we do GUTF. The morning show, uh, spooky edition. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, uh, there will be other gigs and there'll be other bits and bobs. And if you want to get the skinny on when and where they are happening, go over to patreon.com forward slash Tony Catwell, where you'll find all about the gigs that are happening. Get early bird tickets to them, uh, live podcasts and the such. Uh, hopefully one in August, another one in September. Um, which will be happening, and you can get early bird tickets over there. You also get a brand new podcast every single Friday, the bonus Cantwell shit show, um, where I'll be doing um, what am I doing coming up? I don't know, but it's really good. I have something really good on Friday. Anyway, it's a great podcast every single week. Uh, if you like this podcast and want more of it over there for the price of a pint a month, you can listen to more of me. Shite not. Thank you very much. It's only here we'll shit show